we still get the whole 16 to 9. Whatever you see on the back of the camera, we'll get Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering can collide. Today we've got Pat Regan, of course, and we got Mike, Ryan, and Doug from Flux Engineering. How, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. great. Yep, pretty good. So um, in addition to probably some other stuff that I'm sure we'll get into as things progress, we're going to be talking to them about running a successful Kickstarter. So I think that'll be really amazing. Um, Mike and Ryan have, of course, been on the show before as Physics Anonymous. I guess grander enterprise now is, is Flux Engineering. Is that, is that an accurate portrayal of you guys, of, of you three? Yeah, I, th I think so. There's a fourth member as well that he's he's a little camera shy. Yeah, so he's in the other. So room. he's the guy that does the real work, I guess. Is that what? Is that what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. What, I guess first of all, how's how's your year going so far? Is that all good? Ooh, year has been <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Uh, no, it's it's actually I think it's been really good. Uh, we've moved into this new space, and we're we're doing really all of our all of our prime time work here now. Um, and really appreciative of the of the opportunity to be here and to, to focus on it instead of being at the home garage. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I got I got to ask you, you guys. Bit to the detriment of Physics Anonymous, we obviously haven't put out a whole lot of videos recently, but yeah, for for our comes, anybody that's so. watching this that is coming from our YouTube channel, this is the first time they've seen us in like eight or nine months. Then. <laughs> Um, a video is coming out very soon. I was going to say, a lot of video has been made. Yeah. It just yeah. hasn't been uh, yeah. edited. We've got probably five or six episodes of videos worth of stuff that needs to be edited and put yeah. up. So we're, we're coming back. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I, don't ever I don't ever take any footage that I don't immediately produce. I, I don't have... Uh, <laughs> of course not. That's a good, uh, good policy if you can keep it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure anybody actually does. I, I certainly don't, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you guys are in or located in Orlando, correct? Um, of course. And I gotta, I gotta ask. Um, you got that beautiful building. Is it air conditioned? Because it is. Well, ooh. after we air conditioned it, yes. yeah, we did it ourselves. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a trick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. Because now I'm, I'm even more jealous of your shop. So last last year, you guys did a Kickstarter for your for your project Alpha, correct? It was a, a knife. Um, yep. Yeah, really cool. I got one myself. Actually, I, actually, I should probably have this. <laughs> I know I have it somewhere. So we got one for everybody. Oh. Right? And Jeremy was never seen. Okay, it. I thought I, I had it. Match. I have, <laughs> oh, I have the go. wrong knife. If only there was a place to get one of these. Yeah. I feel I feel so unprofessional. I, I thought I had yeah. it in the in the uh, pile of junk right behind me, and I think it's still there. But <laughs> you know, I'm not uh, always the most organized person. So you but, guys should see everything uh, behind me that's not within frame. It's, yeah, I was going to say just outside yeah. of frame. Yeah, we, we do the same thing. <laughs> you guys had a successful Kickstarter. I think you guys raised about just under $30,000. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, correct. Yeah. And what was your what was your goal for for that? Was it like five? 5000 I think, is what we set the goal. Okay. Was it 5000 Yeah, I think it was 5000 yeah. So, yeah, 600% funded, right? I, I guess that's... Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. Now, it's that's probably one thing I'm sure that we'll get to um, talking about, like, what your what your you know funding goal should be in comparison to what you expect to get because those two numbers could be totally different mm -hmm. um, you know i i think some people go into go into it thinking about like okay well you know we'll probably get you know fifteen hundred dollars so we'll set the goal at twelve hundred dollars or something like that when really you want to set the goal as low as you can feasibly make the product sure why would you set it as low yeah, as yeah. possible like that yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the main point of that is that if you set the goal, you know, to some astronomical number, some 
something that you know would make you feel really good about it you may come up just short of that somehow or wildly short of that and still miss the opportunity to get to make a good product um, whatever you can produce the thing for with margin because everything will go wrong in the process of course uh, you should probably go there and worst case you end up blowing away your your uh, stated goal uh, and that doesn't look too bad either. Yeah, because if you don't make your goal, the funding just goes away. Mm -hmm. Your yeah. your project gets canceled. You don't you don't get anything out of it. Right. So. Now there are some other caveats to that too. Like you know, if something drops in price dramatically when you hit a certain mass production number or something like that, you should take that into consideration too. But there's also some other things. Uh, if you like, we did Kickstarter. Uh, if you were using something like Indiegogo, some of them allow you to actually keep that funding, mm -hmm. uh, so you can go. No matter if we only make a dollar or ten dollars, we still want to provide to all the customers that gave us money. Uh, so that's that's one little caveat with it. Also, uh, much to Ryan's point, if you're in a situation where you need bulk pricing in order to make that work, like you need volume, uh, then setting it so that you get to that volume production is critical. In situations like what we had, where we had a CNC and we had a plastic mold injection machine, we had already, most of the sunk costs were already paid for. So if only one person bought the knife, we wanted to make it. We would machine it on our own machines and, and do it that way. So uh, yeah, that was, that yep. was one of our... Yeah. Yeah. For us, there was definitely a break point where it's, do we do this in-house or do we start taking at least pieces of it outside? Right. Uh, just because we couldn't handle the volume of it. Yeah, and, and because we got the funding we did, we were able to order more knives than, than we needed to, um, to send out for that initial batch, which means we had inventory to sell on our own website and Amazon afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The Kickstarter deal, they, they still got a deal for it, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you do it on Kickstarter, you guys, I guess, I guess by this point, you've probably fulfilled all your pledges. Is that is that accurate? Yep. So, so now, unless they <laughs> haven't uh, done their uh, what survey. The survey, if you haven't yeah. done yeah. your survey yeah. yet, yeah. please fill it out and we'll send yeah. it out. Or to if you live in Sweden and yeah. uh, we get a knife back for the third time. Yeah, okay. we can also talk about shipping. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's shipping a whole, whole logistics. Yeah. So, yeah. is a doozy. So really, I mean, really, it's even better if they don't fill the fill the survey out because then you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just kind of lingers. It doesn't yeah, go any yeah. like it, it, in an ideal world. If like they just gave us money and never came around, like yeah, that would be great. But <laughs> you're just wait like two years go by and then all of a sudden the survey gets fulfilled and you're like, oh my gosh, right. we have to yeah. uh, scramble to get this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but you can actually buy your knives on on uh, Amazon now. Yep. yep, we've got an Amazon link. We've got a website link as well. Uh, yeah, the, the Amazon thing is something to discuss in probably another podcast in general. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, a whole, that'd yeah, be interesting, but, but you're right, that's probably a, are you, probably a I huge don't, subject. I don't want to go too deep into that, but are you guys shipping large shipments to Amazon and letting them fulfill the orders, or are you guys doing it one to We are doing an Amazon fulfillment. That's that's accurate, yeah. but but not large shipments. So we did, I think, 20 of each knife to well, start with. Well, that's large to me. Right? That's okay. perfect. Then, then we're doing yeah. very large. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess, well, first of all, do you feel like Kickstarter or crowdfunding was the right way to go for your knife? Or do you think you should have just gone to Amazon off the bat? No, I, I definitely think it was the right way to go. It, it let us put in a, a fairly substantial bark, bulk order for the, the aluminum housings themselves. We had those machined. Um, and I think if we had done it ourselves, we would have been doing all of the machining. And it would have cost more, and it would have taken a lot more time. So I, I think uh, I think it worked out pretty well for that. 
Yeah, I'll say in addition, like going Amazon, in your, our group's condition with uh, Physics Anonymous, we were able to promote using their YouTube channel, uh, which was huge. So if somebody was just starting off without any sort of way of reaching an audience, uh, Amazon would be a very difficult way to start because, yeah. like I said, we can go it's into true. it on a different podcast, but things with like pay-per-clicks to make sure that you're getting onto the page so that people can see it and then trying to be price competitive and stuff, uh, being able to show the product before you've had to pay out all the different groups that are going to help manufacture and produce the product, uh, I think was a great step for us to just kind of dip our toe into it. And then mm -hmm. people responded positively to it and we were able to move forward with getting everything produced. So I, yeah. that would be my... It also allowed us to kind of not just guess on what the breakdown for like color combinations and stuff would be as well. You know, people go in and fill that survey out we package everything in a, up in a box and then go have it all anodized based on what the actual orders were, not on what we were hoping to ship to Amazon or something. Yep. And we would have been wildly wrong. It turned out like the orange and gray was... Yeah, know, huge hit. Yeah. It was as popular as the other things combined. Yep. You know, okay. so, yeah. Yeah, I think I got the red and gray, but maybe that was maybe that was actually yep. called the orange and gray. I don't, I don't quite know. <laughs> Uh, they, we didn't. You probably got a special red oh, and gray well, that we sent. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, that wasn't I feel an honored then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> was there some quantity of orders that would have terrified you guys? Like, if, instead of getting thirty <laughs> thousand, you got yeah. like three million dollars worth of orders, and you wouldn't have known how yeah. to handle it, or? Yeah, it probably would have extended the delivery time substantially, just because the actual logistics of that, even just having the space in the shop to deal with something could be a problem at some mm -hmm. point. But we also, we chose to uh, try to do as much in-house as possible within reason. And there are some things that we definitely would have just tried to find an outside group to yeah. do or, or yeah. panicked about completely. Yeah. Like uh, assembly all, in, yeah, in all general. All of these are hand assembled. All of them go through a tumbling process that we control. All of them were anodized locally, you know, all these things that required a lot of hands-on and I think that if we had I mean even five times as many orders we would have started adjusting what that looked like completely yeah hmm. so yes to answer your question there was definitely a number yeah. <laughs> somewhere probably around uh, I'd say 10,000 where we would have been yeah. really scratching our heads like okay yeah. everything we thought we were going to do we have to change everything yep. hmm. yeah thankfully with the the kickstarter you know you get a big burst right in the beginning when you first you know put out a video or something like that and so for those first three or four days, we kind of had that panic excitement about, you know, how yeah, is yeah. this going to end up? What do we really get ourselves into? But then it, you know, trickles off and goes mm -hmm. a little bit easier yeah. and yeah. we could actually start planning things. Hmm. Yeah. And um, those, those surveys, you actually send them out. People give you the pledges and then you send the surveys out and then you can you can fulfill the orders based on those surveys. Is that is that how that works? Yep. Yeah, in, in, in addition to that, uh, just if this is for actual people that are uh, potentially going to do Kickstarters, I believe you can only send out one survey per group, that like per pledge. Uh, so that was something that we thought we were going to be able to like send out a handful of different surveys, and we found out we could only do one. And so then we were trying to make sure we were putting everything into the same survey, uh, and then things got a little confusing because you'd be asking questions for people that may it may not be referenced to. So you'd have right. to be like, if you bought the specific type, uh, then choose these color sets. If not, just avoid yeah. it. If you bought more than one, then just in the notes section, pick different colors and that yeah, kind of the, stuff. The whole multiple thing in Kickstarter is, yeah. is sort of a nightmare. They, they don't track how many you buy. Like even even though when you, when you hit the, the pledge button and you select, I want three of these and it adds it up for you, 
that information doesn't get back to us until you fill out a survey. Uh, yeah. and, and even then, you have to know to say, I want this color, this color, and this color. And then we look and see if you, you paid that much, right? There's, there's no connection between what they pledge and what you answer on the survey. What did you guys do so if they kinda... paid wrong and filled out? Yeah. It happened once or twice. We just yeah. emailed oh, them. That's not and, too bad. And, yeah. I expected yeah. it would happen a lot. Yeah, no, everybody was actually really great, like, yeah. in regards to email responses and stuff, other than the people that didn't fill out the surveys. Right. Please fill out surveys. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think we still have... Well, there's a handful, yeah. Four or five, maybe. We did know. have a couple of people that went the other way. They gave us more money than what the thing actually mm -hmm. cost, and then decided either they just only wanted one and the rest was donation or, yeah. you know, whatever the case was, donated to a charity. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'll yeah. say, like, uh, I mean, obviously, when you do one of these, you, you post on your own. Facebook, you, you you know, hit everybody you know and say, hey, you know, if you want one, go support us. Um, but because we had the YouTube channel too, I think like 45, 42% of the people that bought knives came from the YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. And it's likely even more than that, but it's hard to track, obviously. True. Those are the ones we could confirm. Yep. Another thing, just as friendly advice to people who may be planning on doing Kickstarters, <laughs> uh, you might want to avoid doing a knife or something that could be portrayed <laughs> as a weapon. So. One of the things that like Kickstarter and all these groups like preach about is make sure you've got your list of things and what you're, how you're going to launch it and make sure the launch goes as smoothly as possible and promote as much as possible right up front. Uh, we had had additional videos and stuff that we were trying to advertise and they kept getting uh, rejected because they considered it a weapon. Uh, and so just in those like first 10 or 15 days where you're really trying to grind out and get as many eyeballs on your product as possible, uh, we just kept getting, you know, walled up where we couldn't uh, see anything like we couldn't get anybody to look at it so that was that was a bit of a frustration yeah i mean i, th I feel like that's uh quite uh you know nebulous because any anything could be a weapon like you know i was considering doing um you know that macro pad pad i was talking about having a a, t a tungsten base for it you know you get smacked with that and it's a, it's a bad <laughs> it's a bad day True. We agree. We have these same arguments uh, internally, uh, but then we try yeah. and send nice emails back to Instagram and Facebook and all the different groups and try the, and get something back. The good news, bad news is I think a lot of it is handled through AI, and so they look to see does this look like it's got a blade on it and things like that. And AI is far less creative about how it can injure another human being. Right. You know, for now. Later <laughs> on, we're all in trouble, obviously, and, you know, yeah. praise our robotic overlords. That's but, right. That's right. Yeah. For one, welcome our robotic that's overlords. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I get you know. I post videos on Twitter sometimes with my hands in it, and it'll pick it up as uh, offensive content for, you know. I know why, <laughs> but uh, you know, your hands are just that good looking. I, right. I know, right? It's uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's I mean, provocative. actually, they look pretty pretty hairy in the in the video here. One one question I had is, how do you actually mail all this stuff? Because I, I'm just thinking, like, let's just say I had a successful Kickstarter on something, and I put a hundred pieces of mail on my driveway. You know, the mailman's going to be like, what, what's up with this guy? You know, I mean... Don't put it out there on garbage pickup day. If it's no, like... don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> But even if you show up to the this post office... This would be a perfect office... question for, for Brandon, too, because he, yeah. he did a huge amount of the research on, on yeah. what, we, what we did for shipping. Okay. But we ended up with a piece of software called Shippo yeah. uh, that manages it all for you. It's still a little bit of a hassle, um, but... You, it, it does give you like a full, what do they call it? A manifest or an inventory? Yep, or yeah, whatever. yeah. So you're, yeah, to your point, yeah. When you're doing the bulk shipments, uh, and this is another another little tip, uh, if you can get a program like uh, it's goshippo.com, you can use what we used, uh, and also buying a thermal printer 
is a, a really big deal as well because uh, ink ink gets used up pretty quickly otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, creating you can create manifests in those document in those uh, programs like GoShipo, uh, and that allows the uh, like we're using USPS, uh, and so you could take it there with a big box of all of the. Uh, shipment, like all the products with labels on them, hand them the manifest, and then they've got all coded all of the product, like all of the shipping numbers there, so they don't have to individually yeah. scan each one. Right. And the manifest is literally a single barcode they scan, and then they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the first time we did not do that, and we they caused very the lady angry. quite the headache. Right, right, but, right. You know. And they'll, they'll come to your house and pick them up, too, or your yeah, place of business. Yeah, or business, yeah. Huh. Well, that's a... Uh... Yep. That's interesting. It's a, I guess yeah. a good problem to have. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of stuff you don't For think sure. about, you know, like the, the thermal printer thing. If you printed that out on, you know, I've done a lot of stuff where I just print it out on a sticky page, cut it out with a knife, stick it to the box and all of that. And if I'm doing two, three things a day or something, that's no big deal. As soon as you've got 200, 500, something like that, like the amount of time that it takes the printer to run through suddenly becomes a right. thing you have to think right. about. Yeah, you, you have, like, and assembly, same thing. I mean, yeah. every single step that you have to do, you know, you look at it and say, okay, well, it's a knife, it's not a big deal. But there's, I think the whole package we figured out was like 25 parts or something like that. And all of those, you have to move them all around. You have to assemble them in just the right way. Yeah. And so just, just the movement time uh, yeah. adds up quite a bit and quality control and everybody's going to be different in how quickly they can go through these things and all of that. So mm. yep. it was know, also when, really unique how when volume increased, like when we figured out the numbers and we started going through it, we had initial processes that we were going to do uh, and then we'd have to try and make them more efficient because they were taking too long uh, or there was just a a additional processes that were just uh, really frustrating us. So like the foam, for example, like we were the foam inserts that we put the knife into, those were three separate pieces. And we were originally using a laser, uh, a CO2 laser to cut those. Um, but what happened was when we would laser them, they would get a char on the sides of them. So then we would have to wash them and then dry them before we could put them in. So it was just taking a really long time. So we ended up, uh, I can't remember what the group was that we used for the actual yeah, cutters. Right yeah, there, but, but we ended up doing these like punch outs so that we could just, uh, uh, pneumatic uh, air punch. Molder down there in the bottom. Yeah, molder. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we had to build a machine to, to make that punch, uh, to actually punch the, the pieces out and everything. And yeah, this is a material called rule dye. Uh, and while I have done that in the past, it's a difficult job. And I think they have a good machine to do it now. And so yep. whoever actually assembled this did a wonderful job. And Yeah, and they're, it's a, they're pretty affordable. I don't think they were yeah. too expensive. The machine that they normally use to, to use to stamp these are probably quite expensive, but mm -hmm. we had enough spare parts laying around, we made one. I don't know if, oh. I don't know if that's in frame or not, but. Uh, probably not. You probably swing the camera over there if you really want It's a big to. safety hazard anyway. We probably yeah, don't yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. It's, it's, I'm sure it's you guys do everything safely it. there. It's probably one of the. <laughs> yeah, so then even like the laser etching on the boxes and stuff, uh, we tried to like minimize and make the like logo like as minimal as possible because each box, you had to do a thousand boxes. Mm -hmm. Each box was taking, you know, a minute. And so you had to just keep trying to nip away at that time because it was just yep. it was yeah. a lot. Well, yeah. I, I didn't realize you guys, I, I figured you guys did the boxes somewhere else and had them had that done for yeah. you, you guys no, actually, all, all done in house yeah probably would have been a good idea that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> impressive 
Yeah, I, we did we did as much as we could in house. Yeah. Really, um, you know, uh, Doug did a huge amount of the design work for for the logo and all of this stuff. The video that we produced for the Kickstarter that we did that all in house. That mm -hmm. wasn't anybody else. Yeah, that was oh. uh, yeah, that was Mike. Uh, that was our houses and stuff. Yep. Like, those little shots. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah, that that was very very well done. I mean, you guys always do good videos, but that one seemed it seemed a bit more <laughs> a bit more produced than even your normal yeah. videos. So. Yeah. You know, I think the whole that whole thing is like a minute and a half long, and we spent probably with planning seven or eight weeks on it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Two or three days of shooting, and mm, yep. yeah. I don't know. It's been Mike's another magic. week of editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it takes more than you think. It's that old joke about you know, for every minute you see on screen for a movie is like a hundred hours or something. Of, <laughs> yep. I forget what it is, but yeah, it, of labor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It it really does add up quick but it's also like the first thing that people see and it's the impression they get about something right mm -hmm. right uh, i am not a marketing person but it is important uh, i'd say yeah. so so how long how long did the whole thing take you guys from say conception to finishing it what do you guys so the idea wow, for yeah. the knife literally happened the day we formed the company yeah. which was 2018 18 yeah, yeah 2018 like yeah it, we literally just sat down and said, hey, we're smart people. We want to, well, at least some of us are, myself not included. Um, I shouldn't, put, I shouldn't be nodding my head. I, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. None of us are smart. That's not right. sure how that happened. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. all thought we were. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, you yeah. Know, let's put our heads together, come up with a few ideas of products we might be able to make. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we knew the first product we were going to design was going to be simple. It was not going to have any electronics. There would be no software, no internet connection thing. Uh, we wrote that that idea down as the knife and then walked away from it and created an IoT device that was the most complex thing you could possibly yep. imagine for the next two years. Cloud yep. service, phone <laughs> app has to exist outside in Florida where it rains and gets 150 degrees and yeah. then freezes. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then we came back to the cool. knife once we were, we've, our heads were finally clear from, right. from a lot of that part of the project. And, <laughs> It was an optimistic time. <laughs> it was. Like, hey, we should all join together and start a company. And so, yeah, we can so, do this. So yeah. would would you do would you do again Kickstarter wise? What do you think? Is that was that a good good verdict, or you think you should have done something else? I think I think uh, there's probably a few more Kickstarter projects in the future for us okay. for sure. It, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna depend on what we're doing and what we think the audience is gonna be. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think there's a there's a few projects we have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have a bunch that we want to do, and we really liked the Kickstarter process. We thought it was a great way to get an idea out to a large group of people, and then see it's kind of that litmus test of is this a good? Do you like it or do you not want yeah. it? If you right. don't want it, we'll move on to something else, and if you do like yep. it, we'll make it yeah, for sure. And um, I'm I'm curious yeah. to see how it how the next one would perform, just based on the fact that we've had a successful Kickstarter, that we've delivered the product we said we were going to yeah. deliver. You know, I'm sure that's a that you know prevents some people from ordering it if they don't know who you we think are. So. Yeah, and that's a, a big discussion by itself. The idea of you know, I, I think a lot of Kickstarter projects fail either because someone only has a very raw prototype, you know, and they haven't thought about how it is to actually manufacture that, and because they venture off into six or seven other things that they want to provide as alternate yeah. versions of something that they want to sure. want to present. And it sounds fun, and a lot of time you're looking at it like. Just saying, like, okay, we're going to have several colors of this. That was a big deal. Yeah. Like, that took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of extra stuff mm -hmm. to make more than one color of it available. Uh, never mind, like, the titanium one yeah. and everything. Yeah, like, if you go back and, and look at one of the videos that we produced leading up to releasing this, 
you'll see in our in our prototype photos as we're going through the process of figuring out what we want and what we don't want there was probably uh, you know 18 different color options mm. yeah and we, we really just we had to pare it down to the three and that was a that was a tough choice for yeah. sure there's also had, yeah i was gonna say the yeah, ability yeah. for that project to fail on lack of focus is huge and i think that that's something that you know, if you're looking at a Kickstarter to, to invest in or something, or you're trying to do your own, think about that. You know, if you see somebody that they have a scattered list of different things that are all different manufacturing processes and stuff like that, it may be a higher risk product. Some people may be able to handle that really well, but, you know, well, they may also not know what they're in for. That's good to know. So I guess your basic advice is fo focus down on one thing and maybe eliminate the yep. options if oh, possible. Absolutely. Yep. And it, it's fine to have a few stretch goals if things go really well, you know, something you haven't promised to the customer, yeah. and, you know, and, and if, if things go really well, you can get to that project. Um, in our experience, things never go that well. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it, having, having a little bit of leeway, you know, and that we had to factor that into how much time it was going to take every process, how much you know, money it was going to cost to, to order the materials and stuff like that. Like we had, we had our optimal case, we had what we think is going to happen and what, what we thought the worst case scenario was. And for every one of those, you had a mixture of those three. Yeah, definitely have alternate routes yes. to take. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. some get blocked and you're, mm. if you yeah. don't know what you're going to do next, that can be a, a very scary period of your life, uh, especially if you already have it funded where it's like you, you're committed now to making this happen. Yep. Yeah, sure. It can be a big issue. Well, well, listen, guys, usually uh, during the show, we didn't even tell you, but we usually take a, a coffee break. So you kind of uh, talk about some few things afterwards. I was thinking we guys, we could kind of ask you about your your new new company. I guess it's not that new, but your company and just what's going on with you guys. Maybe what's coming up for Maker Fair this year. Does that yeah, sound, yeah. sound yeah. good to you guys? <laughs> Is it in camera? I was, was going to say, in camera this yeah, entire do, time. are we coming back for this? Yes, we, taking a we quick are break? taking a quick okay. break and we'll come back. Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee Break, uh, where we thank our Patreons for being so awesome and supporting us. Um, our top, top five Patreons, we say, but sometimes it's a few more. So, Who are our top five patrons, Jeremy? So we'd, we'd like to thank Michael Sizer, Raptor, creatively spelled, Christina Kearney, Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, and Positive Waves. Thank you so much for supporting us. It, it, the money means a lot, and just the, you know, just knowing that we mean enough to you that you're willing to put put money into it it's really really makes us makes us happy i guess it does so, it makes me feel yeah. feel uh loved jeremy that that's right and pat if if somebody did want to uh support us on patreon where would they go uh-oh i got this right last month it's uh patreon.com slash the creativity podcast with the t-h-e in there i believe that's uh that's correct i think so nice i uh yeah. So yeah, you can go there, support us. That'd be awesome. And you can you also don't even give have us to support us on Patreon. We'd be excited if you gave us a like or subscribe to us on YouTube. Would be nice. We'd be excited for that too. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Thank you so much, and we will get you back to your show. Well, yeah. You guys want to go? I guess we can go ahead and start. We're ready. Yeah. All right, so yeah, well, welcome back to the Creativity Podcast. We've had some technical difficulties, which you may or may not know about, but it was during the coffee break, so that's exactly when they're supposed to happen. Um, I was able to find my my knife. Uh, nice. So yeah, it looks pretty good. It does have so a red. Is it gray and red? I think it's silver and it's, red. It's silver and red, so I don't know. Is yeah, this like okay, a special perfect. knife? 
Yep. No, that one was available. Yep. We made a okay. few gray and red ones that were like a darker color of gray. Yeah, I wasn't sure if yeah, this was like because, my first prototype was a red gray. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you gave is, me. Does he have the spring setup or the single piece? Oh, uh, he's got. I think he has one of the production units. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, because I was like, well, that's cool if I got a special one, but I'm pretty sure I just order, ordered the normal off the normal Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's uh, I use it for like opening boxes and stuff, and it's. It's quite sharp yeah. though, so don't uh, don't yep. cut yourself with it. <laughs> it is. Or anybody else, because it's not supposed to be a weapon, as That's we right. found out. <laughs> well, I hear you guys are uh, into quadcopters a little bit. Is that a uh, We're getting accurate? into it. Part it's of true. It. Okay. I've been I've been doing uh, like cinema drones for many years. Um, I fly professionally for a company as well, um, but I just recently started getting into FPV, uh, which is. It's a whole, I, I love it. And it's turning into like a whole cinema side of things too. Like everyone's so used to those big, you know, uh, you know, wide, slow moving drone shots that you see in movies. And it's be, it's become old hat. So everybody's looking for ways to kind of spice things up and make it more interesting. And um, so the, the FPV stuff is so definitely Yeah, all cool the universities do doing those like fly yep. throughs, the oh, buildings yeah, and stuff. Oh. One second. Sure. We've got our own problems. Uh -oh. Battery's gonna die in the laptop. Oh no! Uh -oh. We're supposed to have all our technical problems during the coffee break. We have our yeah. thumbnail now. Uh, this one, we want a little reality in the actual video. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, we're still here. We're um, still here. And I got their knife, so I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Well, I guess we'll probably cut this anyway. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll. I would we'll, assume. We'll make something out of it. I was going to say something about the uh, about me not finding the knife that I actually, like at one, at one time, a place where I worked, they, they had a picture of my desk up on the wall and it said bad example. <laughs> or, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not even kidding. I believe it was, this. It was pretty, pretty demeaning, actually. But my desk <laughs> was, was horrible. We might have had the same desk, you know. You know, they're like, oh, you need to be more clean, Jeremy. But you know they had a point, I guess. Well, there's a there's a balance to everything. My wife likes yeah. to clean up in the kitchen before we're done cooking, and she gets mad every time we need to bring something back that she already you know hid or put away. Or I'm like, well, we're not even done yet. You have to. Now we're gonna have to dirty three different bowls because you put two others in the in the dishwasher already. Uh, hmm. You're uh. Can you hear me now, Pat? Uh oh. I'm worried Jeremy stopped moving again. Oh, no. You still there, Jeremy? I think I see you moving. And if you guys can hear us, it's this is not the first time uh, technical problems have happened, for sure. He has that Starship uh, shirt on, and somebody was telling me about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's so big. They said it was 18 meters, and I was like, well, that's not that big. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, like, you know, it's like a V2 or something. But uh, then he said it was in diameter. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty big. It's all coming together. Well, the, good, the good thing is we've got a <clears throat> pretty solid first segment. We do. Can you guys hear us? We can. Hey, yeah, we can hear you. Fantastic. Yeah, so so welcome back to the Creativity Podcast. <laughs> um, you, know, um, you know, I guess we're just drinking some coffee. We're, we're not really drinking coffee here in Florida because it's like it's like 8 o'clock at this point. <laughs> um, but but maybe, maybe Pat is because he lives out west somewhere. Um, <laughs> Well, in Texas, it is true. right? So, I guess I'm on the other side of the that's, Mississippi. That's where the West starts, right? 
Is I that think true? Texas is officially right. the West. Is so it really? It's true. The West. Yeah. That's why it's the Wild West, like the movie with Will Smith. <laughs> the show, wild, I guess, wild West. So. That's an extra wild. We don't go there. <laughs> Great story <laughs> with Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> wild, Wild West is like California and maybe like Hawaii even. <laughs> but you're just you're just in the Wild West. Like. Yep. But anyway, in the Wild West, Pat, I hear you. You really like to fly drones there? I do. As we do, I do. I'm bummed out. I haven't Florida, been out apparently. flying in months, for really, and I'm bummed out about that. It's been hot out there. Well, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. We get rain every day, so finding time to fly is difficult, too. Uh, that's that's true. It's been uh, it's been quite rainy here. <laughs> I assume it's the same in Orlando as Tampa. Yep. Is that Rains uh, every day. Yep. Every day. Yep. Pretty pretty much. So So you said you you have a Cinewhoop. Those are... Mm-hmm. FPV quads with the, I mean, I know what they are, but I'm going to say it anyway. They're, yeah. <laughs> you know, with the ducted propellers so that if you bump yep. into somebody, you don't yep. uh, hurt them or get the props tangled up in their hair or something. Is yeah. your is it a full-size Cinewhoop that you put a full-size GoPro on or is it a... It, it, it is, and I'm thinking, um, like, I've got a shoot coming up that I'm probably going to get, like, a, a sub-250 gram version of it because the full-size, even though the props aren't exposed... You wouldn't want it hitting you going 30 or 40 miles an hour. No, it, no. I would I would love to see some of the stuff that you uh, you do with your Santa Whoop. I, I know we're oh, not prepared to sure. do that here, but offline yeah. or after the thing, I'd Absolutely, love to, yeah. some links or we something. We can send you a few links of what we've been doing. I, I kind of chronicled my uh, my learning of FPV through the, uh, the DJI FPV drone. Awesome. So you can sort of see, like... Because I had a lot of drone experience before, but no FPV experience. And yep. it is a huge learning curve compared to that. It's like a video game in real life. Yeah. It's <laughs> so much fun. Video game with consequences. With consequences. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I've gotten my hardware uh, stuck uh, in trees more times than I can count. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking per, of crashing per, things, Mike, yeah, what, yeah, crashing things and, and hobby motors <laughs> and remote control stuff. If, right. you're, if you're wondering what I've got in front of me here... Um, this is going to be our project we're bringing to Kickstarter this year. This is the beginning. Maker Fair. Maker Fair. What did I say? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. The next Kickstarter. Yeah, the next. No. Uh, we wanted to ask no, no, you no. both those no, no, things. No, no, no. Let me awesome. start that over. This is, this is the next big project we have for Maker Fair this year. Uh, we're going to be competing in the Robot Ruckus uh, competition. Ooh. So oh. this is our 12-pound uh, BattleBot. Oh, uh, it's, so it's that's not DJ of, Roomba. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It is called, it, the name of it is actually called the Doomba, because uh, it is Roomba-shaped and should uh, deliver doom. <laughs> um, but yeah, the weapon is off of it right now. It's a, it's a ring spinner, so the whole outside is going to spin. That's, we've got a 3D printed example of what the, what the weapon without the blades on it are going to look like. Oh, that one's still in one piece. Oh. Yeah, we, um, I tested the motor last night, spun it up to full speed, and the entire 3D printed uh, ring exploded off of it nice. just for pure inertia. So uh, we're off to a good start, I think, which is why we're going to be machining it out of aluminum. Uh, in fact, that's our project for tonight. As soon as we're done here, we're going to start on that. <laughs> that is awesome. Nice. Well, that, that's awesome. I, I've yet to participate in one of those, but that sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. So will you have a booth too at a, yep. a Maker Fair? Yep. I mean, Maker Fair just for those of you guys that aren't familiar, you know, Orlando Maker Fair is what, uh, November 13th and 14th? That sounds right. This okay, year in, yeah. in Orlando, of course. And um, so are you guys going to have a booth or are you guys going to be at the... We'll do both. At the, uh, we've got a few friends booth. helping okay. us out at the booth. Uh, so we might not be there the whole time when we have to be, you know, destroying other people's robots. 
Or um, getting destroyed is far more likely, I think. But you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, here's probably. Hoping. It is the first year we've you ever know, done it, so yeah. a lot of things can go wrong. Well, it look, it looks nice at yeah. least. It looks nicely, <laughs> nicely machined and such. So. Yeah, the it's gonna. Yeah. It, I can guarantee it will look pretty when we're done. Um, whether it'll look pretty when we're done with a competition or not is a different question. Yeah. <laughs> Likely going to get destroyed. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, Mike did his first That's... circuit board. Jeremy, I know you've been diving into this a little bit lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun uh, fun pursuit. Oh, you got a PC? You got a custom PCB in there? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's at the bottom. You can sort of see the green. I did that really because there was no other option. You can see how tightly packaged everything is here. Um, I didn't have room for wires any other way. So it's mostly a power distribution board, but it also handles the RC signals um, going to the servo controllers. If you guys send nice. us a picture and of that, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll edit it into the, make yeah, sure cool. we can see oh, awesome, it. everybody yeah. can yeah, see it. Yeah, that'd be again. awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So did you use uh, KiCad to design that or KiCad, depending on your... Uh, your Mike uh... did Eagle because that's what I use. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I for our day job, I get to do a ton of PCB stuff. And so that's just kind of what I'm accustomed to. Uh, and already had a lot yeah, of libraries sure. and stuff he could... And it, it integrates pretty well with Fusion these days. Uh, they, bought yeah. the, they bought the software. So um, doing the, you know, the CAD work inside of Fusion to know that everything's going to fit when it's this tightly packaged was pretty important too. That that is, that is nice. I mean, technically, I guess, I guess I pay for license of Fusion, so I guess technically I have have Eagle. Is that yeah. is that correct? Uh, and is that Eagle is incorrect? free up to a point. And considering like the level of stuff that we've done for for some of our you know business type projects, uh, you can go pretty far with that free version. I mean, if I think it's what you you have to have like a, a two layer board, and it's got to be under the size of basically a computer motherboard or something. If you can't fit something oh. in that, then you probably should be paying for a pretty serious license on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you hear people talk about how, how cool four-layer boards are with the, you know, I guess you put the ground plane and power plane inside or something. Yeah, and, uh, and I do I that on sound... a lot of boards, too. Either uh, dual ground planes as a piece of shielding or having a, a ground and power plane. Now, obviously, you're trying to run signal and use ground planes as, a, you know, some kind of filtering, then that's a different problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, that could be a whole whole other show yeah. or, or three. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the PCB show sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess we did want to ask you guys, like, like your business. I, I know a bit about Physics Anonymous and, and you guys, of course. But what? How did your business start exactly? And what? What? What would you say you do here? As as uh, that guy said in Office Space, Doug? I guess. Was oh, that mine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, so our, you know, I guess it's in the evenings because we also have full time jobs. But yeah. with uh, Flux Engineering, uh, we tend to do prototyping services for to, for small to medium sized businesses. So uh, groups that are you know doing well in their field and are looking for a small thing to update to try and improve their you know business. Yeah. Uh, we come in and help prototype stuff for them. Um, so that's what we do pretty yeah. much uh, for the most part. That's yeah. what we yeah, work we, on. Yeah, we've done stuff for the agriculture industry, for water conservation. And golf, courses. golf courses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can't go too deep into any of them or anything like that. You know, NDAs and prototypes and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But sure. in general, you know, a lot of these, especially agriculture, they're very old businesses. They've been doing things a certain way since the 40s or 50s. Uh, and, you know times keep changing and providing them, you know, useful data to be able to use their resources more efficiently and therefore, you know, be more conservative about uh, waste and everything else can be a really big deal, both 
you know, giving them a big business leverage and, you know, less impact to the environment. So now we've also had a, a really nice opportunity to work with some like generational businesses. So it's like the yeah. son taking over the business from the father and that kind of in between where the father is showing mm -hmm. the ways that it's always been done. And then the son kind of trying to implement some of this, you yeah. know, Internet of Things, IOT concepts <laughs> to, you know, just try and improve and kind of take their business to the next level. So that's been really neat. I yeah, really enjoy that side of it as well. It's been great to work with some of these yep. people. Yeah. Yep. I will say if anybody out there is starting a business, don't start with a, an electronic device that has to survive outside in Florida. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's been hard. a yeah. hard. Start, start with a knife, right? Yeah. It's a humbling, <laughs> humbling experience. But not a weapon. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not a weapon. But yeah, that's cool. So you, you, guys, you guys all have like full-time jobs for somebody else too, is that? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for the most part, we. Doug and uh, I are part yeah. of the same company, uh, and then Mike has a full-time job outside of this, and then Brandon, same thing, full-time job outside of this, and then we all come together in evenings and work on the other stuff. Yeah. So we would have been here regardless if it was <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Our our well, long-term goal is certainly to be full-time. Yeah. yeah. Everybody full-time. Sure. Well, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out oh, of your of your day. I'm sure, you know, with the. Uh, with this and, and full-time jobs, it's uh, humbling, I, I guess. Yeah. To, if you're wondering you know. why the YouTube video is not as often, that's, that's you know, that's yeah, why. that's a big deal. Yeah, but. for sure. We did have one question. I, all right, so this is just going to come out of left field now because we didn't ask it in the right time sequence. But <laughs> but Pat and I had this argument before. argument. Oh, it was, I know what you're talking you know, about. Robust discussion before uh, before the show, and we thought we should we should save it till the show itself. And since you guys fly FPV, whatever, technical people, Pat Pat thinks that since he's a good FPV pilot, that he could go up in a helicopter. No, no, no. I don't want to go up in a real no, helicopter. No I'm not that brave. Strategy, Cotton. Yeah. I want to get a whole bunch of us FPV pilots together and rent, uh, rent out a simulator at a company for a few hours and have us all give it a try and see if we can fly and land a helicopter without... You know, significant. So Mike is capable of flying and landing a helicopter. I think he is True. the best person in the world you could have asked for this. Yeah, so. I my my full time job is for a defense contractor who literally builds helicopter simulators. Yep. Oh, fantastic! Oh, this is unbelievable! <laughs> How did I not? That's wow! <laughs> and I thought that was just a totally random That's question. Right. Okay, okay. I well, will, then, uh, I will say that. Um, I, but, but let me let me let me answer not knowing. Okay. I told. Pat, there is no way no he way. could do that. Uh, how long? How long are you but, willing to commit to uh, to learning how to fly a helicopter on a simulator before oh, you? Well, I don't know. I would commit, you know, but if I argument. didn't commit anything, like if I got into a sim, I mean, I understand the the, yeah. you know, my feet are the yaw. My there's a. Yeah. I think he's I mean, no I yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah they're so the same I, four I inputs I have on my drone controller. Yeah. You and would they crash. do roughly yeah. the same thing. I have watched, so we, we do events for the public sometimes, and, and we have non-pilots come in and try them. We have employees try them uh, that aren't pilots. I have never seen anyone do it the first time Ooh. other than myself. So... Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, uh, now I really want to do this. We lost Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there. Oh, he's coming back. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. Everything happens a half a second behind whatever it is that you think yeah. that you just told it to do. And so okay. everybody oversteers and yep. crashes i mean yep. I, so it's 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 difficult for sure i figured that um, since i'm used to flying a helicopter like thing that you yeah, know right. they're, yaws they're and not rolls at right. a thousand yeah. degrees so per second it's something that translate but the 
reaction time, the what the input does is so different between yeah. one and the other. Interesting. I would say like go go get go get really drunk and fly your quadcopter with your toes and tell me okay. if you can do that. That's that's the equivalent. Now, this is you. awesome. Now I really want to do this. I, I thought this would just be a fun thing to do after you know, everybody's been vaccinated yeah. and safe to just get together yeah. and have a little party doing this. But now I really yeah, well, want to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, the next time you're in Orlando and there's a, like an Otronicon or, or, or something like that going on, we'll, we, we usually set up the simulator for the public and people Very can give cool. it a try. I did, I, it's a funny story. I've gone so far as to find out the next town over has a helicopter simulator at some kind of pilot oh, school you, and you can rent there, them oh, out okay. for, a, yeah. for a group or something. There you go. There you go. I did. I did see um, one time we had a, a flight simulator for an F thirty five setup. This was at Otronicon. It's like a science fair event type of thing in Orlando, and they, for some reason, the engineers thought it would be funny to try and have everybody land on an aircraft carrier, oh, right? Geez. Which is one of the most difficult things you can do in a, in any sort of aircraft. And, I played Top you know, this, Gun on the Nintendo. That was the hardest thing ever. There you go. You're pretty much there. <laughs> same, same, same thing. Yeah. But I saw, I, and these were mostly kids between maybe third grade and, and high school level. And I saw hundreds of them try and nobody did it. And I think maybe, uh, I would say she was probably nine or ten years old, got on and landed it first time. And, like, there, and there, was, there was literally Air, Air Force pilots there trying to recruit her. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. and she's not even in high school yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was impressive. Uh, I I remember playing that Top Gun game, and I was with my friend, and he was he was screwed with me. I know I know this now, but I was trying to land on the aircraft carrier, and you know you see on the radio it's like oh turn right, turn left, and he's like. No, no, somebody else got on the radio. It's the bad guys are trying to trick you. And so I tried crashed every time. Controller and he's just, yeah, he's, it's not yeah. working. No. That I believe in you. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Your, your drone piloting won't go that far uh, in the yep. help for it. So you may still simulator. be very talented about it and, you know, fly it right away. Again, Mike is one of those. I had about, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or something of messing around mm -hmm. before I could manage to hover. And then it wasn't far after that before I could land. But yeah. Very cool. It, time and that's as somebody who has flown other aircraft before uh just yep. it's a helicopter is very special yeah i figured it'd be fun because we have at least a couple of dozen drone pilots here in town fpv pilots yeah. that i would just love to do the fun. one after the other and see what happens and see what kind of <laughs> you know fail and success rates we all have if you if you do it film it and share it with us absolutely yeah. this will be a youtube video yeah great that was, that was a lot better <laughs> yeah, question than I thought it would be, Pat. I, I didn't it know. Just, it, uh, yeah. You know. yeah. Me and Jeremy were just talking about this before we were recording, and I thought it would be totally out in left field for all of us <laughs> to be talking about it. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I, and I can't say out of the hundreds of people I've seen try, I, can't, I have no idea how many of them have ever flown a, an FPV drone. So maybe that gives you an advantage I'm not aware of, but... Yeah. Right, just yeah. knowing the lag right. may be enough to like right. get you over yeah. Well, you gave me the hint. Now I'm. Yep. 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 You're ready. Yep. Well, well. Uh, listen. Well, what do you What do you guys got? Uh, well, coming Jeremy, up, they I take guess. a DJ we, um, Roomba to Maker Fair to beat up other right. robots. Right. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we're all. They are doing that, of course. On, I guess. Yeah, Mike has been mostly on the the BattleBot. I think. Yep. Uh, he got other stuff too, though, right? I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we're working on videos. Uh, the next video series we're going to release for, for the YouTube channel is this thing. So uh, it'll, it should be a three-part series. I'm infamous for, for being wrong on that. Uh, but it won't be, it won't be a 19-part series. Yeah. <laughs> or will it? Or will it, yeah. That's right. Um, right. It's got I mean, to be done by Maker Faire, so, so I only have so much time. Yeah. Um, um, other than that? Right. D dare I ask, is... Uh... Is the lathe involved I mean, the lathe somehow, does get used a... in it. Yeah. I was going to say there is also, we have filmed a bunch of lathe content. There's been a bunch of uh, upgrades to it and stuff, and a couple more that still have to be done. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up. Uh, I just, I'm going to say I'm 90% on the, the tool uh, forming device, sharpener, whatever mm -hmm. we're calling it, uh, which was a video, I think we did a part one on maybe like a year ago or something, <laughs> and then it got pushed to the side for everything else. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know. I think we got some hobby time type stuff, and um, a lot of business stuff that yeah. you know we've. It's a constant. Yeah, this uh, that's the one downside is that with all the, you know, whatever we're doing here, very little of it could be filmed. Uh, as much as I'd love to share some of the cool things mm. that we do, yep. uh, but some of those skills at least we'll be able to get into other projects and yep. bring into yep. other videos in the future. And theoretically, some of that stuff will be on the market at some point, and then that's we true. then we can share it. That's true. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that has to be, well, I mean, I guess yep. you, you've already yep, got yeah. something on the market that you can be, oh, I made that. But it's got to be awesome when you see stuff, no, you know, people sure. actually yeah, using no, it. Yeah, no, with our customers and stuff for the prototypes, like when you actually finally get to the point where you've implemented something that is improving their way of life, it's a, it's a really cool yeah. Really cool moment because yep. everything up until then you're just a burden. You've just cost them right. money. <laughs> That's no true. Positive output. That's so true. when it finally flips, you're like, all right, this is why we're doing what we're yeah. doing. Yep. Definitely. Well, Pat, you, you've been uh, working on anything? I'm trying to think if we had anything else we wanted to ask them about before well, we wrap, wrap the show up. I think we've done a pretty good up. job, I hope. I, th I think I think we have. But, you know, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we kind of wrap yeah. things up? We don't wanna... Yeah, you can get the knife on uh, on our Amazon page or our website. We can leave you guys some links if you want to post that somewhere. For we definitely and... want to. Get them at fluxengineering.com slash alpha, I think. Yeah, and Flux Prototypes. We'll send the, the link. Yep. We had a, an initial fluxengineering.com that was... Uh, specifically Flex for Flex yeah, yeah yeah so the flux engineering was for our back end stuff yeah uh, and now we're doing fluxprototypes.com for our merchandise and that kind yep. of stuff yep. so yep and amazon and of course physics anonymous uh i think physicsanonymous.com will take you directly to the youtube page and physanon.com will take you to a bunch of other you know where to download some cool models and things yep. like that and that project's on there as well yeah well, uh, well, Pat. What about you? What have you been working on these days? Anything, anything interesting? Well, and you know, I always say I'm not going to talk about the Uber Lights boards because, but it segues into your product because we are doing something. That's true, Jeremy. Hmm. We've been talking about selling these for it feels like two years now, but I don't think it's two years. These are little uh, PCBs that fit. This is the size of a CD-ROM drive. To fit in your, uh, you know, in a PC case. They're, uh, I'm having trouble, I'm too blind to plug this in. And you can't even cool. see that they're doing anything because they're just twinkling. <laughs> it's too bright. But these are, uh, RGB LEDs. The idea is to have little status displays, like light a whole bunch up to tell you how much disk utilization there is, how much disk is free, networks, spinners, and things. Oh, awesome. But yeah. Jeremy's about to tell you something that he's working on. And I used that as an excuse to... This is 
this is pretty fancy. It has a Wi-Fi microcontroller on the back and to control everything. But I noticed Jeremy's thing that he's about to tell us about has some pins exposed to control these sort of lights. So I had my friend who designed this delete the outer ring of LEDs and compress this down just a little bit. And we're going to get... I just ordered a handful of these boards to use with Jeremy's macro pad that he's about to tell yeah, us about. Yeah, so, uh, so thanks for that introduction, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I... I um... Yeah, I hope I did okay. Me. So I've been working on this thing. It's a, a macro pad, and I call it the uh, JC Pro Macro because my name's Jeremy Cook, and it uses the uh, Pro Micro board. So I, I thought that was easy enough to re remember, hopefully. Um, but basically, it's got let's yeah. see, eight buttons and then a rotary, rotary input. And, you know, you guys have seen macro pads before. You know, you hit a button, it it's, uh, does several buttons or you know, whatever edits video, you know, different shortcuts, yep. whatever, whatever you need it for. But I think the thing that's maybe, maybe unique about this is that it's got the um, SDA and SCL for I2C broken out as well as two other GPIO pins. So you can use this, you know, without even an, without even a computer, it could be like a, just an Arduino breakout or, or one thing I like to do at, at my desk is I have a um, PWM fan, five volt PWM fan so I can just hit a button and it just turns on the air, <laughs> blows blows on me. It's pretty, pretty nice. So, nice. so anyway, that's cool. You know, I think when I initially asked you, I wasn't necessarily going to do a Kickstarter on it, but since then I was like, you know, I should probably <laughs> think about doing a Kickstarter in this. So that's, that's what I'm doing with this and Pat's, um, Pat's Uber lights thing. Supposedly it's going to plug into a, a key. Is that, is that correct, Pat? Not a key. Well, we made it, I made it the side. My dream when we, before we ever made these was to replace my, these are like a, there's an old Russian vacuum tube called a Decatron that has about 20. Yeah, sure. Is this, yeah. But they run Everyone on huge voltages. Decatron. It's like 200 volt AC. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I wanted to make, you know, 10 LEDs and replace my numlock, caps lock, and scroll lock lights. Yeah. And then I gave it to my friend who designed He said, well, let's just do a million RGB LEDs instead of just 10 red ones. And I said, all right, that's fine. <laughs> but I figured now if I have a bunch of these that are key keycap sized, it'll be easy to sneak them into another keyboard as, you know, yeah. num lock yeah. and caps lock replacements that do other things. Awesome. Oh, very cool. And it'll... I figure Jeremy will sit right in front of the one of those top two keys on yeah, your board. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I thought there was... You know, you came up with this. I'm like, oh, that's that's really awesome. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, have some. We'll have some further cross promotion, I guess. So, I hope so. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> oh, if you handle anything, let us know. Yeah. yeah, we wish you luck on Kickstarter, and, and uh, oh. we'll definitely help out where we can. So, so I'm, I'm, you know my goal is live? to put it live, like, like October 15th or 16th. The idea is that I'll put it live. You know, I guess I guess people sign up at the beginning, supposedly, and then what I'm what I'm thinking is. When I go to Maker Fair, 13th and 14th, basically I'll, I'll push this a bit and people will be like, oh, I only got like one day to buy it mm -hmm. and they'll maybe pledge. But but we'll see what happens. Cool. If, I, if I don't, if if it doesn't end up being successful, I, I guess it's the kind of thing that, you know, I really like this. So it's, you know, worst case, I got a, a cool project to work on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you made a thing for sure. I gotta say, if it doesn't work out on Kickstarter, I think Tindy's usually the the next thing that people go for. for oh yeah, for sure. Like I'll, um, I've, you I've know, I figure after 
after Kickstarter is done, whether it's successful or whether it's not successful, hopefully I can, hopefully I can sell it there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan for various reasons. So. Yeah. Jeremy keeps sending me PCBs, so I keep making macro pads. So I have extras. That's awesome. I'm gonna, nice. Now, I know you guys have fancy professional CNC machines, but I just have a little hobby grade machine out in my garage. And I, what I, I've always wanted a little pendant for it to, you know. Yep. I would, that was the, the first thought I thought of. It would be, yeah. be a cool pendant. That's what I'm going to figure out next is take one of these to the garage and figure out how to interface it with my, my yeah, controller. Yeah, yeah, link it into Mach 3 with your stuff, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it should, it should be able to, to integrate nice. with Mach 3 pretty easily. Yep. Yeah. I use uh, CNCJS on a Raspberry Pi. for a, as a, huh. It has a fantastic little web interface that works on an Android tablet. Oh, yeah. But then I'm bummed out because that smaller interface doesn't have the stuff for my BitSetter probe to probe new tool lengths. Right. So then I need the laptop for the big interface. and right. So I don't know what I'm going to do exactly, but I'm going to figure something out. Something's going to work. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Check. We've got a few YouTube videos on, uh, on, on Mach 3 and modifications we've done to it. So maybe, maybe nice. check that out. Might be something. Well, there. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask this. Can, sure. With just uh, either two or four GPIO, can you control? Can you make a pendant control something or does it need like more than that? Uh, I mean, it can, if you if it's regular keyboard interface to Windows, oh. uh, you can just bind keys. Yeah, to it. that's right. Yep. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that seems so obvious now that you've said it. But so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with the CNCJS, people are sneaking in with the GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi, mm, so yeah. that you don't need you don't even need a screen or a computer or anything. It's just it. I don't know what they're. I, should, I say this like I know what they're doing. I don't know what they're actually doing. But because you don't actually have you just had a, a key, big keypad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. thanks for the idea. That That's so, so obvious now. That's, uh, but not, I'm not saying it's not. 50 50 partners, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll expect right, the royalties yeah. in the mail. That's, that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, fluxprototype.com. Uh, Fizanon.com, uh, and I guess Amazon now too. If you search for Flux, well, you guys bought Amazon.com. Yeah, <laughs> not not the whole thing, just the tiny little piece of the it. Smallest Amazon.com main page yeah. is good. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, yeah, Pat and I were wondering if you could spot us a couple million dollars. I know that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. And of course, YouTube Physics Anonymous. We'll talk with Jeff. Yeah. see if he's cool. With That's that. right. Yeah. You, 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 you tell you tell Mr. Jeff B. what to do. And he <laughs> says, no. Yeah, and Pat, Pat, where can we where can we find awesome. you? Oh, you can find what well, I have a YouTube channel, but I never post anything. So that's don't that's, even look. That's not that a very good advertisement good. for yourself. Good advertisement. Yeah. yeah, but my friend Brian and I have been doing a tech sort of podcast on uh, the Butter What channel. That's this uh, logo back here with the toast back here. Awesome, yeah. Cool. But we'll link to that somewhere. It's We've been having fun. We're doing a giveaway on one of these keypads. But by the time this gets published on YouTube, that'll be over. Because that's going to be over at the end of the week <laughs> or the beginning of next week. So that's, gotcha. that's just, useless. Just release it tonight, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? As soon as we film something, we just push it out? Yeah. Not... Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> we're, not, we're not quite yeah. that fast. I, I mean, we're faster than we used to be probably, maybe. But you know that's that's not saying much at this point <laughs> in our lives. Yeah, we got slower, so you yeah, know, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a big yeah. accomplishment. 
But I'm pretty proud of what we've been doing at Butter What. We've been publishing an episode every Monday. We've been doing a live stream to record oh, the wow. episodes once a month. And we haven't missed any yet. So I'm, for about five months now, four months, I don't wow. know. But I think nice. we're doing a good job. So I'm excited. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's great work. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, you can find me on jeremyscook.com. Jeremy? Uh-oh. Still He's killing a spider. Recording. I'm not even quite <laughs> sure. He's he made just... friends with the spider. He, looks he really has. He looks like they're... <laughs> long last spider. <laughs> I think it's been too long. I'm going to love to see the video of what he's doing while we're talking about him yeah. when I'm putting right. this episode yeah. together. Well, you know, I can hear you guys. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Okay. We okay. can yeah. hear you now. So I'm going to ask you real quick, Jeremy, where can we find you so, yeah. on the internet? Well, well you, you can find me yeah. on uh, the Creativity Podcast, of course, and jeremyscook.com is my website, or find me on YouTube, Jeremy Cook, or Twitter, at jeremyscook, and... Uh, you know, wherever I'm, I'm around. So, you know, maker, maker fair. Yeah, that's right. I'll be at the maker fair in Orlando. I I was going to say with physics anonymous, I won't be with physics anonymous, but adjacent to physics anonymous, you probably have somewhere around somewhere within a kilometer of physics anonymous. Make her <laughs> did you guys right. get a booth nearby each other? Do you get to pick? We usually or... do. I don't know. I haven't, yeah, they haven't done I don't booth know. So yet, hopefully so we will. Yet. And if not, yeah. then, then we won't, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll find you. That's fine. But, uh, yeah. No matter where you go, there you are. That's, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much <laughs> Let me check. for joining us. Yep. Checks out. And, uh, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> thanks. Also, thanks for, uh, thanks for enduring the, um, the hard hitting journalism of the creativity podcast three times now. I'm sure all our careers will end after this. <laughs> yes. <so that's> right. <laughs> We definitely said something wrong at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. Take care, everybody. I'm going to find the stop button here. It's behind my camera. <laughs> we hold. Uh-oh. And then uh, you could just kind of ask about it. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever it was. Yeah, I, I can, I, 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 I can, I can hear you though. There's a spider. I, it's gonna get him. I'm a, <laughs> Take a deep breath, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I can't tell. I think he should if he can't see. Yeah. Sadly, he should. If you can't see, yeah, hit the refresh. Back.